Hey y'all, it's Catherine with Audrey Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast. Thanks so much for joining back in today. I'm going to jump into the episode and not waste any time, but just a little reminder to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Audrey Health and Wellness, all one word, spell it out. And so I just want to talk about, you know, I've mentioned things in the past about my um, eating disorder and for those that are suffering from like an eating disorder maybe some emotional eating um or just kind of you know time management because that's a big stressor and stress is definitely one of my triggers with my eating disorder but just you know some of I'm gonna share like one of my big uh secrets um to getting things back on track and that is one having a solid routine definitely makes my days run smoother and like I said a minute ago it's just not for those that who have had or have an eating disorder you see lots of articles all the time on like your Google feed saying that most successful people have a morning routine and you read into it like a lot of those people who have the morning routines those morning routines include some type of like mindfulness or meditation practice i started my um i wanted to do a challenge so i decided like i was going to do something i started off with wanting to do 90 days of meditation and you know there's a lot of hiccups where i would forget a day and then like I found where to work it into my routine and I have went through way past 90 days and I have now started enjoying the mindful uh, morning meditation over 400 days ago and I went through three blocks a day I think today was like day 430 and I hope I just energized myself and that makes me look at it in the future but I'm gonna be positive vibes with it and it's gonna continue to go on I love my meditation time you know sometimes it's a little easier to quiet my mind than others but just having that silence I do have like some like nice music in the background but you know like conversational stuff um just to have like that quiet time just just to focus on my breathing focus on some positive um affirmations really just kind of sets my day off into a good start um and you know those that do like a mindfulness meditation practice it's been shown uh they make better choices in hypothesis that's kind of weird for me because um they make better choices because they're at, at a calmer state of mind and like their decisions aren't very rash and like reactive so it's really information and think about it and part of my morning routine too is I really enjoy journaling and acknowledging what's currently going on in my life along with how I'm feeling is such a great validation I mean if we can't even like validate our own feelings how do we expect validation from anybody else and you know if we're not acknowledging and validating our own feelings how do you know like how do we expect people to validate us if we don't even know what we're trying to get validated you know like 
I know you've been in a conversation with people before, and like you've been talking, and you're just kind of like rattling things off, and you're like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I just don't feel right. Like so, just like acknowledging like how we're feeling, and really thinking about how we're feeling, just if you were to like put the pieces together in um, in our minds, and just you know if we're feeling sad, okay, like so if I'm feeling sad, how can I work on this? How what can I do to make myself feel better at this present time? You know that's something with validating feelings It's not like I feel sad. Oh, I'm a bad person because I feel sad. Like we shouldn't judge ourselves. Like that's our feelings. That's what we're feeling at this current time. Like, okay, so what can we do to make ourselves feel better? Exercise is another big component of my routine. Uh, so with my eating disorder, I had to reevaluate exercise, which was, I think, one like a. That was definitely a struggle for me. I used it a lot of times as a form of punishment, which was disordered. And instead of using it where I was using it to be healthy and as a stress relief. So when I was starting to get into like the more recovery mode, I had to like really focus on like, okay, am I thinking about exercise from a disordered brain or from a recovery mindset brain and go from there. And, you know, getting a stress fracture in the midst of my eating disorder helped me real quick on not using, um, not using, sorry about that, not using uh, exercise a form of punishment. Now I can say with 100% certainty that my exercise is my way of stress relief. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to do things. I don't want to be like the little frail old lady when I'm like 90 and I'm like one of those kick butt ladies that you see in pictures of. I want to be healthy and complete. I don't want to do as a form of torment that is um, not good and that's, and that's what's disordered thinking with the relationship with an eating disorder. Um, so being clean and organized, I realize like clutter stresses me the heck out. I have to have like clear spaces. Just like I can't function straight. I mean, even like there's been studies that show like snacking, if you like if you're your kitchen's cluttered and your cabinets are not like cleaned off and you make poor decisions eating and so like you know like the table or work area if it's like cluttered up and just disorganized it's not good and it really stresses me out so trying to keep things taking up a little bit of time make things organized really helps me stay focused and less stressed. I mean, you know, I have a little bit of ADD um, that kicks up quite a bit, so it doesn't take much to get me distracted. So the less distractions I have there, the lot better. Uh, 
one thing too with my routine is like or like my brain work you know disorder is I have to take time out right like I, by nature I am an introvert person so I have to have some downtime to like recharge my batteries and just like my mind to disengage which well I shouldn't say that um but like I can find myself becoming like really overstimulated and then you know those decisions that I make when I'm overstimulated are oftentimes not the best because once I get overstimulated I get stressed and it's a vicious little cycle so another thing that disorder is I've avoiding trigger foods. This is a major one for me. I do have trigger foods. Um, I should have said this while I was recording them, right? Um, not saying that I never have trigger foods because I am human, but when I do have them, I limit them and I limit the times that I have them as few and as far between because it's a slippery slope. And when I do, I, I mean, I have to have like checks and balances. So maybe like talking to my husband or my friend, like going to some of the support groups I did, like, because I know that if it continues, um, it's just going to lead me right back into a place that I don't want to be. I think the hardest part of my recovery is like knowing that fine line because when I first like started I would think like any little slip up I was like totally like this isn't good I'm gonna fail I'm never gonna be you know all these like negative mindset things we're human we are very imperfect we are perfectly imperfect actually and so gaining like that insight was a huge thing like okay you're gonna slip up just because you might have so for me like I said like I had eating disorder with a bulimic overlap and so just because like I overate at dinner doesn't mean I had a binge like that's the empirical approaches like there are going to be times where I just like actually I really just eat a little too much and you know so that was one of the things too is like my therapist had me do is like what just talk about like what a binge looks like opposed to like what is just overeating like that like because when you're trying to have, you know, those differences, it can get kind of murky. And, you know, most of us with eating disorders, like, we have that perfectionist syndrome, you know, like, we perfect with every little single thing, and that just doesn't happen. Like, it's a mess. Um, and so, I use, like, food as a form of stress management in the past. And so I had to find like other coping mechanisms to totally be immune. Um, you don't even need to do a podcast about this, about my coping mechanisms that I use because they obviously worked when I was eating, you know, had that mindset that they would work and didn't like automatically like, oh, I'm, I'm far beyond help. Like, I, nothing will work, you know, that negative bias. When I actually gave them a chance and figured out, like, wow, this really does work. <laughs> um, so when 
I do have triple threes. They come with big, like a red, orange, and a light brown. Do you eat them? Because I got that back like the day before, so um, I'm getting those guardrails in place. I learned that I have to be in the right mindset. Like I can't be like in a negative state of mind when I draw them because that's like it kind of sets off like that comfort level with it is me like oh I'm really stressed I had a really bad day I'm gonna eat blank gum whatever you may potentially have um and as a trigger food but like I can't have my trigger foods then because it's it makes that slow season slippery so and then I have to put the big guardrails up and have a plan in place I know this sounds like a lot of work and some days it does seem like a, a lot like I thought about my husband and I'm so tired of having to defend myself but the reality of it is like with guardrails and plans um, making sure I'm in the right mindset and that compared to the work that I did to get to my eating disorder is like I put, I, I put way much more work into getting into recovery and it was it's so much worth the time and the effort that it took um, so and like a lot of times like when I do have the trigger foods I find that they're not as good as I thought they would be the food you know like you kind of have that hedonistic mindset like you does get better and it can get better and 
this contraption, feel free to DM me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at contraceptive wellness, all one word. And then also if you have any questions, feel free to email me at onealtercoach at gmail.com. That's one at the number one altercoach at gmail.com. And uh, if you haven't taken advantage of your free 30-minute discovery session, feel free to email me my website. It's been under construction right now and hope to be up soon. But uh, yeah, this is how I'm doing. Alright guys, thanks again. Be sure to listen every week. Make sure you follow us on Thanks and